The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Brittany Xavier. She is a digital content creator, and I think you guys will love this episode because she's had a long career as an influencer. She started out with her blog and social media, and then really pivoted her career to focus more on TikTok and video content, and especially with high fashion brands. I loved hearing the thought process and all of the strategy that goes behind everything that she does and really thinking of her content as a business and the meetings that you have and how you think about how you want to shoot product, especially because she pivoted her strategy from working with the brand she was working with to being more high fashion, which was a different style of photography. And I just think she's so smart in how she approaches everything that she does. And she really was an early adopter of TikTok, which is how she's grown millions of followers on there. She's really focusing on that and her YouTube and why she decided to give up her blog. And before we get into the episode, we have so many amazing holiday products and assortment for you this holiday season from Summer Fridays. I think you guys are going to be so happy with everything that we have. Okay, so these things are limited edition. Once they are gone, they are gone. So get them while you can. We've got our perfume oil trio, which is just amazing. It's three rollerball fragrance oil trios. They smell so delicious. There is crisp citrus, coconut wave, and soft vanilla, which is my favorite. And if you love the soft vanilla scent, we've also got a soft vanilla candle. It smells so, so good. If you're a fan of jet lag mask, we've got the skincare regimen set. It comes with a full-size jet lag mask, a mini cleanser, and a mini soft reset in a really cute reusable bag. So you can give this as a gift for somebody else or a gift for yourself. So you have all of our favorites. This is your full skincare routine with you. So you can take it with you everywhere on the go. And then our newest assortment this holiday season is the Lip Butter Bomb Trio. So it's got our original vanilla, our new vanilla beige, which came out earlier this year, and a new tint and flavor, which is brown sugar. Those are all available now at summerfridays.com and at some Sephora stores and online at sephora.com. So if you guys are wanting to get some holiday gifts this season, I would get ahead of your Christmas shopping and pick those up. And while you're listening to this episode, if you found it motivating or inspiring, or you thought somebody could learn from what Brittany had to say, text this episode to a friend and post an Instagram story and tag Brittany and I so we can see where you're listening to the episode. Be sure to give me a five-star rating and review and subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Brittany. So how did you start on this career of becoming a digital content creator? Well, we pretty much started by, I wouldn't say by mistake, but I feel that we stumbled into it in the sense that when I met my husband, he had already understood a little bit about the Twitter world. He was doing like these Twitter meetups when I met him. I think he had like 5,000 or 10,000 followers on Twitter, but he understood a little bit the behind the scenes of creating content in the very early stages of 2010 when I met him. And so after we got married, we were really, really into wedding blogs because it was a pretty much a whole DIY wedding and we paid for it ourselves. So everything was really planned by us. And so I read blogs every single day. And it was my first real, it was my first real interaction with blogs. I didn't even really know they existed outside of the wedding world. So after we had our wedding, I was a little bit 
depressed. I mean, the wedding was over, but then also there was no point in me reading the blog anymore. It was, I looked forward to every morning. I would have my coffee and it, that was over for me. So we sat down, we thought about, we're like, can we start a blog in a way that fits more to us? We got a nice camera for our wedding. This would be really fun. We can maybe make it like a diary telling what we're doing. And I just started researching, figuring out what best to do. And that's how we started our website. And I started an Instagram with the only intention to promote my blog posts because I saw that that's what wedding blogs were doing. And I followed that format. So then how many years later has it been? Here we are. And would never have thought it would have been our full-time careers, but it's been, it's allowed us to have such an amazing lifestyle and be there for our daughter and now daughters. (laughs) So it's been really amazing. I feel like it's crazy too, because when we started back then, because like I started on YouTube in 2012, so so early ago, social was not first. It was like blog and YouTube were first and you used social as a place to promote what was right. like your other main platform. And it's evolved so much from then that it's like some of us don't even have the blogs and websites anymore. No, exactly. And we made a conscious decision to stop the blog, mainly as just following what the trend, what's happening in the industry. And for example, my daughter, she would never read a blog. She's 14. And that concept of reading a blog just doesn't even cross her mind. She has to stream. She wants to be able to download something very easily. For her, it's video content is what is really, really important to her. For sure. And is was there a moment where, okay, you guys started this blog when could you start making money off of it? Because back then it wasn't like it is today. Like you couldn't just become an influencer. Right. We didn't start making money, I would say until, well, in the sense that I feel like I was making money from it when people would reach out to me to send me clothing items. I had a very strict clothing budget. So when they would offer, oh, can you post this leather jacket or these shoes? For me, that was a way that it wasn't dipping into my clothing budget, but I was able to pick out items that I would naturally buy and wear. So it was really in a really a motivating factor for me. And that happened around the six-month mark of my Instagram, my blog launching. And I remember being really motivated to keep going because it felt like a little progress and it felt like I was making small strides. So after that, I a few months later, I met, I went to an event in LA and one of the girls there told me that she was charging a minimal fee to post because people were asking for email blast inclusions. They were using me on their website and I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind to charge a fee. I was just happy I was getting the items. And so that's what I mean that I stumbled into it where I didn't go into it. I know a lot of people today are, oh, I want to do this as a career from the start. But for me at the time, it just wasn't like that. And there wasn't this career outlined where you knew how much you can make or you figured out the process of how to get into that industry. For me, it was just trial and error. And I just made a made a rate card. And if the brands responded really quickly and accepted the rate, then I knew I could charge a little bit more. And I just, it was really, really trial and error with just figuring out how much I should be charging and making a conscious decision to make money from it. So, And then you and Anthony, you guys had started this blog together. Did you always know like you wanted to go into this business together? Or did it happen by accident? We were brainstorming during the Thanksgiving break. We were at his parents' house right after our wedding. 
And we were just brainstorming ways that we could do more because of the wedding too. It was taking up so much of our time with the planning. But now that it was finished, we had all this free time after work. I mean, we still got off at six every night, but for us not to have to be researching, figuring out where we're getting supplies from, we were making things. So to have all that done, we felt like we just had more free time that we could be doing more. So when the blog idea came up, he knew how to create the website. And it was something that was really fun for us to do together. So it was never like I started it and I pulled him into it or I had to convince him to help me. It was, we were brainstorming together, starting it from the start together. And I think that's really important when working with a partner because it was almost like our project as a team right from the start. Okay, it's holiday season, which means you probably want to eat some things that maybe don't agree with you. And that's definitely how I feel, but I still want to indulge and enjoy the foods that I love around the holidays, but without the feeling of bloating or feeling really uncomfortable afterwards. But it's not just the yummy desserts and stuff that I eat, even like really yummy fruits and vegetables that I love to eat around the holidays sometimes leave me with a little bit of discomfort, which is why I love Array. So with the Array bloat capsules, they are so amazing. I recently recorded a podcast episode and so many of you guys asked like, what do I do about bloating? I feel really uncomfortable sometimes after I eat. And in addition to changing the foods that you eat, it's also using digestive enzymes or things that might just help you digest your food a little bit better. So they've got these bloat capsules and they are so versatile because you can really take them at any time, whether you've had like a plant-based meal or something heavier, it just really helps to optimize digestion. And it's got the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes. And it's so amazing because you can really have food freedom with them. You can really enjoy the food that you love without having that discomfort or gas or bloating afterwards. And yes, it works for men too. I really love them, which is why I always love to share them with you guys. They've also got calm supplements, which I love too. Those occasions where you might need a little bit help calming down. So you guys can go to array.com and use code Mariana at checkout for 10% off one-time purchase or 25% off your first month on subscription. That's A-R-R-A-E dot com and use the code Mariana at checkout. Now let's get back to the episode. So I know you guys still work together now. So what does he do differently than you or what does he do differently than like your management or your team? Anthony's the main, I would say, business, head of business contact. So he works really closely with my manager, Rebecca, on being proactive for the next few months, all the finances. I mean, we do that together too, but it's he takes the lead on it. We recap together, figure out all the planning for the next six months. So he's, I would say, we always say CFO, CEO alongside me. We're both all of that, but I would say I really trust his decisions on taking the lead. And then I can work on the creative planning the day-to-day content. So it's nice because he's big picture and I'm day-to-day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I feel like you guys do a really good job of like evolving your personal brand and business and like always being on to the next thing. So I know before we were recording, it was like, I've been following you for so long. I've known you for so long (laughs) that I've known you like pre-haircut. And it was like, you had a, a certain sense of like style. And then I felt like you cut your hair. And then when the haircut happened, I feel like the photography style changed, the personal style changed. And I loved seeing that evolution because I know as influencers, like it happens to myself, like you get stuck in one sort of like style and you're not evolving. But I feel like on social, you do need to evolve. You need to get on new platforms. You need to try new photography styles. So what was it like? Like, why did you want to cut your hair? Like, what was this like personal evolution like for you? 
I think for me, it was exactly what you were saying. I felt a little stuck and boxed in. And at the time before I cut my hair, I really had Instagram down. Like I knew what the algorithm would do. I knew what kind of photo I had to post in order to gain more followers. So I decided that I was fine in the growth department. Like I already had the followers I needed. I was making money. I now had the flexibility to get out of growth mode and think about it from a branding perspective. And that is what really changed everything because I was able to be more creative with my pictures and my style because I didn't worry about was this going to get me followers or not? Or if this is, is this going to get me, is this going to be a little bit of outside what my audience is used to, but maybe I'll gain a new audience who like those, that type of photography and are interested in this. So definitely was a risk because I was really worried about, I guess, like disconnecting from the audience I already had. But I also felt like in on a day-to-day basis, I was more creative than I was showing on my Instagram at the time. So I felt like it was part of me was holding back. And yeah, it just really inspired us to try new things and think outside of the box a little bit. And if an influencer is thinking about changing their personal brand, what kind of ways do you think people can experiment? Like, let's say you want to try a new photography style. Like, how do you even figure that out or the edits? Or like, where do you get the inspiration from? For me, what we did, we made quite a bit of mood boards. I took a lot from different fashion magazines because I knew I wanted to go more the high fashion route. So I really tried to figure out what poses were cool, what lighting I was attracted to, and working with Anthony to figure out what could he shoot versus what obviously we knew the iPhone we could do with the day-to-day shots. But if we were looking for more of an editorial feel, I was working with him, like what backdrops do we need? Do we need any different lights so we can shoot at home? And that was a fun process too, because he always loves looking into gear and getting different. He loves the camera shop. So for him, it was really fun. But I guess too, if you're already working with a photographer or you're trying to experiment with yourself in the self-timer, then it was a lot of research for us figuring out which items or products that we needed that would give us that feel that I wanted. Yeah. And I feel like you were saying too, like you were scared of changing your style of photography and your personal style because you already had an established audience. So how can people get over that fear of changing or evolving? Because I feel like you can be so many things. And I feel like with social too, like everyone's watching us grow up. So like, obviously we're yeah. different from our twenties and our thirties. And so it we do change. Right. I think what was really important was not to switch it all at once. I, If I would have just done two months of straight editorial photos after doing all my coffee street style random pictures I would take on the go, I think that really would have alienated people not understanding what I was doing. But mixing it in here and there is how I started doing it. And people would say, oh, I love these pictures. And so the next time it was a little bit more I mean, they weren't crazy. They were more just like the pose was more moodier and my outfit was a little more less jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer. It was more like event specific or I was shooting it as if I was shooting for a magazine. So it wasn't so much day-to-day style, but I did mix it in. I tried to be really consistent when I mixed it in. I would try like once a week and then we'd up it to, if it got closer to fashion month and we would mix in more just to make sure it matched me going into fashion month. 
Interesting. Because I, I want to talk about fashion month and week next, because I feel like there's the way that like a lot of people do fashion weeks, which is, I think, like the way that you used to do like the shows and events and stuff you used to go to. And then you pivoted into more working with luxury brands at that. It's hard to start working with luxury brands. Like it's hard to get their attention and get on their radar. And it's definitely like an investment, right? Because you have to get on the radar. You have to fly yourself usually right. to like different cities, especially if you want to position yourself to be a certain type of fashion influencer, you're flying yourself to Milan, Paris, London, wherever it is. So what did you start doing to position yourself to get on these brands' radar? That was really important for me with the editorial shots because I wanted my feed at the time to reflect that I could wear these items and show them in a really cool way and be different from the next influencer who are also vying for a seat at the show. So I think for me, it was using Instagram and my blog at the time to show what I could do. So that way I could almost like a resume in a way to be like, Hey, I really love this brand. See, I've been wearing it. So that was really important for me to set up my content before I did my requests for the shows to make sure that I had the best chance at being considered for a seat. Yeah. And I feel like it's really difficult because there's not endless seats at shows. Like there's only so many. And then like each show only has a certain amount of seats per like country or region. So like, let's say it's US influencers, they'll have like 10 seats at the show. So it's, you're really competing for a, a certain amount because there's there's only so many like butts they can put at the show. No. And so I feel like you'd really do it. It's not just about like pitching yourself right before the show. It's like, I buy and support your brand and I share it all year long so that when Fashion Week does happen, I'm top of mind. Yeah. And the thing about Fashion Month too, is it's not about the number of followers you have. It's really about your brand as a whole and what you represent, what you can bring to the table for that brand and what they bring to the table for you. Because obviously you don't want to request ones that are you don't even don't even align with what you're wearing every day or your style. So you do want it to be a two-way street. And not just fashion, like luxury shows in the different cities, but any kind of fashion weeks, how can someone or what advice would you have for somebody who wants to start attending shows or to build a relationship with a brand in hopes of getting invited? I started naturally wearing the items. So I think that in the beginning, if you want to wear designer pieces, you can do, you don't have to buy them brand new. You can do vintage, you can do consignment, but it's really important don't feel like you have to have a ton of designer items. You can wear the same one again and again and shoot it in different ways. But just really important to show your different take on your style and the way you can capture the pieces and tell your story of who you are, but to the brand. And I think it's really important to show that you're wearing and that you love the brand in real life and not just during the week that you're requesting for the show because that wouldn't even be natural. No, I feel like it, like even for me, I'm like, okay, I know there's some shows like these people would, they would never invite me because I just never wear them. I would love to go, but it's like, I don't even genuinely like buy that brand. So I could understand why someone wouldn't invite me there. And I think too, if you are an aspiring Fashion Week influencer listening, if there are events between Fashion Weeks and you have an opportunity to go, I would go try to network with whoever it is from the brand, like make a personal connection and stay in touch between shows so that they think of you. Yeah. And even like if it's gifting opportunities and another really easy way too is like to buy in through like beauty or fragrance. So if a, a lot of these luxury brands have fragrances or makeup lines and it's a smaller item you can get, and even though it's a different team than the fashion teams, it's a way to start building a relationship with the brand and 
some sort of way, that's a smaller investment. Yeah, no, I agree. And networking, I cannot say enough about how important networking is. And that's why even going to Fashion Month and say you're not going to all the shows, if you're just at least getting FaceTime with the brand at the events or there you maybe schedule a coffee date, whatever you can do to just get top of mind. And it's so, it's so helpful. People don't understand too the how Fashion Week works because someone is like, why didn't you get invited to Paris Fashion Week? I'm like, okay, it's not getting invited. Like you <laughs> generally like you you buy your own flight a lot of times. It, it depends right. if like a brand invites you, but you pay for your own flight. You fly yourself there. You put yourself up in a hotel and then you tell the brands that you're going to be attending these Fashion Weeks and request invites to shows. But like a lot of times it is an investment because you are coming out of pocket just to be there. Right. And the hotel and the food while you're there and missing any opportunities at home, for example, if you you know can't get items shipped to shoot back in the US. So it's definitely something to consider. But for us, it was something that we couldn't not do because I wanted to be in the fashion realm. So for me, it felt like, how are people going to look at my page as a fashion influencer, if I'm not even showing the trends or being the person that people are looking to, to see what's up for next season. So I felt like for me, it was vital to my branding to just, I had to be attending and I had to go because I really enjoy it. But also I felt like it was so part of my industry. How could I not go? Let's take a quick break to tell you about Goryana. If you guys haven't tried their jewelry yet, you can head to goryana.com slash Mariana to receive a free jewelry roll so you can take your jewelry from coast to coast. Goryana offers jewelry you can live in. The brand is known for their dainty, lightweight diamonds and 14 karat solid gold. These are casual diamonds for every day and it's the perfect finishing touch to any outfit. And I can't believe it's November, which means it's time to start thinking about those holiday gifts. It is just around the corner and Goryana makes an amazing gift for the holidays. They offer free engraving for a personalized gift. And I feel like if I give this as a gift to somebody, they knew that I just took the extra step to make their gift so special. And as a receiver of personalized gifts, I just love it because it's something that I really want to hold on to forever. They also offer free gift wrap and free shipping. So they've got everything from dainty 14 karat gold chains to subtle diamond studs. There's something at Goryana for everyone on your list. If you don't know about the brand, they are a family business. They are owned and operated by a husband and wife team based in Laguna Beach, California. Their customer service and experience is so important to them. So the brand offers a lifetime happiness guarantee on all orders. So if anything ever breaks or even is lost, the brand will replace or repair for you at no cost. You can shop online at Goryana.com or in any of their stores nationwide. I love that their fine jewelry is inspired by their California roots. It's really easygoing and casual with just the right amount of shimmer and shine. So get ahead of that holiday shopping and head to Goriana.com. Goriana is offering a gift with purchase exclusively for Life with Mariana listeners. Visit Goriana.com slash Mariana for your free jewelry roll. Okay, let's take a quick break because if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you have a business or if you don't have a business, you are probably shipping something out. The holidays are the most wonderful time of the year, but if you're running an online store, you know they can also be the craziest time of year. Trust me, I definitely know what you guys are going through. You've got inventory to manage, orders to fill, and a growing list of stressed out customers checking in twice a day, wondering if those last minute gifts will arrive in time. Well, with ShipStation, the hassle of shipping out holiday orders just melts away. And I love that you can basically connect it with anything that you guys are using for your websites. So anything from Shopify, Shopify Plus, Squarespace, Etsy, Wix, there's a plugin for you. 
If you sell anything online, I don't need to tell you that shipping can be super frustrating. I know there's so many factors that go into figuring out the best rate for each order. And with so many people shopping online every year, the added holiday stress doesn't help. ShipStation makes shipping the easy part of running your online store so you can get back to doing what you're passionate about, which is growing your business. You can easily import sales from every sales channel. That's Amazon, Etsy, eBay, or your own website and automate just about every shipping task. And I know changing your shipping solution can seem daunting, but with the holidays here, now is the time to think about making a change. ShipStation works with all major carriers, international and local, including FedEx, USPS, and UPS. So not only is shipping easy, but you can actually save money. So make this holiday season a little brighter with ShipStation. Use my offer code Mariana to get a 60-day free trial, just enough time to handle the holiday rush. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, enter the code Mariana. ShipStation, make ship happen. There's so many different ways like influencers can make money. What are some of the different revenue streams that you think people should look into? Like in addition to just like traditional like sponsored content. I would say a way that we actually were able to pivot quite a bit is during COVID when during quarantine, we were creating content quite a bit for brands because they weren't able to pull their teams into the studios and shoot. So we were creating videos and also flat lays, still images, things that they could use on their channels or their pages that I wasn't even posting on my page, but it was creating that content for the brand. And I think that's a really great way that you can make you can make income without having to post all these on your feed. But also that's why it is important to show how you can capture the content, how you can be creative with video, because then if a brand is looking for someone who can just give them content to post, then it, like I said, you can use it as a resume to show, look what I can do. This is what I've done in the past. These ones have done well. Why I think my audience resonates with these, like having all those analytics too is really important. And we've made new income from YouTube recently, which that's a whole new thing for me. But TikTok has the creator fund, which is really great if you're just starting out and you want to just make some extra money for your videos. There's certain parameters you have to, I think you have to have 10,000 followers on TikTok. I'm not sure. But there are a little bit of those. You have to meet certain guidelines. But that's really great, especially if you know you would rather create a few TikTok videos than work at a coffee shop. Then you have more creativity and time to create more videos. And that's what the whole fund is about. But those are the ways recently that we've seen naturally just our income go up because of these different avenues. Yeah, there's so many different ways now. I feel like even if you don't have a lot of followers, you can still be a content creator and create. So it doesn't matter if you have a thousand or a hundred thousand followers, you can create content for brands regardless of your follower size and still be able to make great income, especially if you have a really good eye. Because I feel like creating content for social is so different than like an e-com shoot with like a professional photographer. No, definitely. There's so much more that goes into it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I feel like you guys are really good at thinking of like the business of Brittany. Like you guys do such a good job of like the behind the scenes of it. And that's why I like watching your YouTube channel, like the videos you guys do together. Like even me as like a fellow (laughs) creator and peer, like I find it so interesting. So I know you guys stopped the blog to really focus on video content. Like, was that a difficult choice for you or did you just like go where you saw like the most value? I think it was difficult in the sense of nostalgia for me. Like I felt sad the fact that that's what was our bread and butter in the beginning. And to think that 
over the years that that just faded out. It really was important for us to diversify. I mean, I think having a website, especially if you're, you know, selling items, I mean, we still have our domain, like we are still going to be using it online for something different, but on the day-to-day of me, what my blog was before was literally a diary of my outfits and it would link to all the different items. So for me, it was a little sad to think that that was no longer part of my content calendar, but also the effort that I was putting into it just didn't resonate with how much more I wanted to be doing video and where the audience was, where people were asking for. I also was able to see what brands were asking for. And the majority of the time before I would get a lot of these Instagram, but plus blog posts, jobs. And as I saw those start fading out, I really wanted to go to where the campaigns were going to, which was more, it was mainly Instagram, but then TikTok started and now it's with Reels. So just seeing what the brands are asking for too, I didn't want to be putting so much effort into something that was giving me little return. Yeah. And I feel like what you guys did really great, which is why you grew so fast on there too, was like you were really an early adopter of TikTok. When did you get on TikTok? You You got in at like the end of 2019, right? Yeah. So I, I probably started posting on there. Like my first one or two was in for sure by November night, 2019. I, I remember you the Christmas video in the mirror yeah, where you guys are like jumping. <laughs> so we had been on it for about a month. I was on it for a couple months before just scrolling because Jaden was getting in trouble for too much screen time on there. So I really wanted to figure out what the app was. And she sat down with me and showed me all the different features. And she's like, and she was making videos, but she didn't really want me to see them. They were more just like her with her friends. And she was more embarrassed. Like, oh no, these are just like, this is just like fun videos. I was like, oh, they're fine. I just want to make sure they're appropriate. But I didn't even know what the app was. Like she was explaining to me like what she scrolls and what she looks at. And I can understand why she got addicted because it is very, I mean, the algorithm is designed to make you just go into a deep hole of keep scrolling. So I realized that there wasn't that many fashion videos on there. There was a lot of dancing. There was a lot of point of views and funny videos, but I didn't really see a take on fashion or outfits. And so I feel like the light bulb went off and I asked Jaden, I was like, can you help me show me how to edit some of these things in here? Like, how do I, how do I do a transition? How do I put things together? And so she sat down with me and helped me. And it, I started brainstorming ideas like, oh, I can make three outfits in one way. Or, I mean, it was, I feel like I just got a whole new side of my creativity came out because the way you have to tell stories in video is so different than a photo. So it really re-inspired me. It was like that next shift of like, oh, this is fun again. Like, it's not just me running outside and taking a photo. It was really thinking through the storyboard of a video and then getting the clips you need And then also with the transitions was really fun for me too, because you see that it just like was a whole new experience. Plus I was able to do a lot of videos with Jaden, which was really I know. I loved seeing her more on there too. And so (laughs) how are you, how do you push your people from TikTok to Instagram or have you seen your Instagram either followers grow or your engagement grow because of TikTok? I think that really made a difference for me. I mean, Instagram is so funny for me now. It's like, I feel like I don't grow hugely unless I get like a viral video on TikTok or one of my YouTube videos does really well. It's so strange. Like, I don't think. Interesting. So the other platforms that are doing well, if it's a really good one, it helps Instagram, but like Instagram on its own is kind of slow. 
But the thing is for me, I don't use reels like how they say you're supposed to use reels. And supposedly you're, you're supposed to grow really great with using the reels. I haven't seen that really for me. So I haven't posted a ton of reels. I post the ones that are from TikTok. So sometimes I feel like people might be seeing double content. So that's why sometimes I hold back on posting. You know, I don't want to post all my TikToks to reels. I feel like people who follow me on TikTok are going to be like, wait, what are you doing? So I don't know. I haven't, I'm not a great case study. It would be nice to look at the accounts that are posting reels twice a day and seeing how that's growing their Instagram. And I think that probably would help considering Instagram is pushing it so much. But for me, I guess for me, my focus isn't growing Instagram. So it's not something that I'm consistently thinking about 24 seven. I'm focusing on my TikTok videos, like which ways I can brainstorm because I feel like TikTok, it's so trend focused that if you're late to creating a video on there, you're going to miss that opportunity to have it really spread. Mm -hmm. And I feel like reels, the only thing is that it's not trend-based. So it's a little bit more, I don't have the urgency as much to make the video when I need to. It's like, I can post it whenever. It's not going to affect anything. Do you have any like personal TikTok tips or like best practices that people could apply? The one that's really helped me is spending time on the app. And I prioritize getting at least 20 minutes a day on it, which is not hard for me to do because I love TikTok. But especially if you're just trying to get into it, you feel a little overwhelmed, just scrolling your For You page for 15, 20 minutes, seeing the trends that you're engaging with and noticing which sounds are popular. That will help you brainstorm different ideas for what you want to do and how you can jump on a trend and make it your own spin and make it personal to your niche or your brand. But I think it's really, really hard to jump on TikTok and think about creating a video when you have no idea the culture or what people are using or what they're talking about on there. It's really its own little world. And just to create a video and hope it does well without any context, it usually won't. So it's really important to be ingrained in knowing what's big on TikTok and why a video will do well versus I call them evergreen videos where it's not trend-based, but it's something that's either personal or memorable to where you, you think it'll resonate with an audience, regardless if there's a trending sound. It's more of a storytelling or maybe something really cool that happened, a really interesting experience, but it's not so much trend-based. Yeah, so. definitely. And I think it's interesting because I feel like what I post on TikTok, I wouldn't post on Reels or Instagram necessarily. So it's exactly. like, it really is for there. And like, sometimes it might go on Instagram, but, and then I feel like what I would post on Instagram wouldn't go on TikTok. Like it's, for right. me, it's like, it's like really needs to be like native per platform. I agree. I mean, there's a few videos that I'll, I'll know that in the sense of they're evergreen that I can post them to Reels, or maybe it's like a little voiceover or it's something where it's more of a storytelling where it will make sense to my Instagram audience. But yeah, for the most part, I don't post them in reels because I feel like people will be like, what do you, I don't get it. If there's no, there's no trend <laughs> yeah. connected. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make <laughs> sense on the app. Taking a quick break, because just imagine you go over to your friend's house, you walk in the door, it smells so delicious. You ask them like, what is that smell? It smells so good. I need this. And they're like, it's Vitruvi. That's exactly how I feel about this because I love their scents. They smell so delicious. And I'm all about how scents make me feel in my home. 
So Vitruvi is so amazing because it's a gift that makes your home smell as beautiful as it looks. They create these really beautiful diffusers and non-toxic essential oils, and it naturally and safely scents your space. The aroma really allows you to take ownership of your home. So if you want to feel energized or relaxed or anywhere in between, they've got diffusing essential oils that instantly transform your space. And Vitruvi is not only a great gift for yourself, but the perfect gift to give your loved ones this holiday season. And they've got natural plant-based oils that are made without silicones, parabens, or synthetic fragrances. They are 100% pure, vegan, and cruelty-free. So they've got these move diffusers and it's a cordless diffuser that you love, but with a festive twist, it looks and smells so good in your home. There are three limited edition colors and they are so gorgeous for the holidays. There's willow, which is a light whimsical green. There's chestnut, which is like this metallic brown and charm, which is a creamy metallic pearl. And these two exclusive, thoughtful, limited edition blends for the holidays just smell so good. There is fireside and afterglow. So you guys can visit vitruvi.com slash life with Mariana and use code Mariana 20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's vitruvi.com slash life with Mariana and the code Mariana 20 to get 20% off your next purchase. How do you get over being shy posting on TikTok? Cause I feel like video content is so much different than like photos. So even if you're filming videos outside, like, is there anything like helped you get out of your comfort zone? I think that's always a little bit hard in the beginning. I mean, I'm not one to just make a scene somewhere if I'm filming. Like I don't like to have the, I don't like to have attention on me in that way. So I, I'm trying to think of the last time I filmed somewhere outside because during fashion month, we had to film a lot when we were traveling, but I'm like, I haven't traveled in a while to where I was filming outside. Like I used to, but it's kind of like, I just put the video. I'm like, I have to get this video and I want to just do it really quickly as quick as possible. So for me, I try not to even focus on the back, the surroundings. Obviously I'm not trying to go in a street and get hit by a car. But trying not to focus on, just keep focused on what you're doing. And who cares if people think it's weird? Like, they don't know what you're doing. They don't know that I make money doing this. It's it's like Mm -hmm. one of those things you have to just be like, who cares? But my daughter is more aware of it than me. And she'll be like, mom, that person's... And she's also a lot younger too. So she's more aware. But I think for me, I'm trying to say, we're not doing anything crazy. We're not being disruptive. We're not you know, causing a scene or anything. We're literally just like practicing this dance on this grassy area. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just depends on what you're doing, but I'm not one to cause a disturbance for it. But yeah, there are some people and sometimes people come up to us and be like, oh, and I think that's when Jaden feels the most awkward because then afterwards they're hanging out like, oh, I know you guys from TikTok and we're trying to film one. And so we're like, okay, well, we need to wrap this up too. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> Uh, Okay. So how do you focus your time and content right now between like Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok? And how do you decide what goes on what platform? For YouTube, we're prioritizing once a week. If we can get back to, I'd love to do two a week. We were doing it pretty consistently during the summer, but with the baby and with the remodel, once our bottom floor is completely redone, we'd love to get back to the two weeks. But right now the focus is one a week. And so we make sure we have that video ready. We have everything plugged in all of our ideas about two months before. So we know which video is going live on which Thursday. And after I work on making sure I have TikTok content. So for me, I want at least one video. I mean, ideally I would love to, during quarantine, I was doing two videos a day, but there's just with my schedule right now, it's just really tough. I would love to get back to it though. Cause I love creating TikTok videos. Like it's so much fun for me. And sometimes when I'm really excited about a video, I can't wait like to post it. And 
I need to say, okay, no, I need videos for the next few days. Like let's spread it out. But after that, then I will, and I'm saying in the sense of content planning. So after I'll make sure that I have some concept for Instagram. I'm not as, I'm not as planned with it. I know which days my campaigns will go live. And then I'll make sure that if I haven't posted in a couple of days, then I'll make sure to post something that's either fashion or my family. I try to sprinkle in so it's a good mix, especially with the baby. I'm posting a little bit more family than I typically do, but it's just the photos I have and on my camera roll. So I try not to be so stringent with Instagram as far as what I'm posting, but I do like to make sure that it's well balanced. Yeah, I feel like you do a really good job of like all of the content. Like I even feel like you do fashion even with family. So like I like seeing whether it's like you and Jaden doing like a fashion video together. So I'm still getting it. And you mix the two together really well while still like making everything elevated for like what you want to do in the brands you want to work with or are working with. So where do you get inspiration from if you're like stumped on what to post? What's really important for me is just taking a break because I think sometimes I'll get in my head all these ideas or all these different things that I could be doing and just not enough time in the day. So I really just take a break. I will flip through a magazine. I'll read a lot of online articles I love or we'll go on a walk. It's something where I just need to clear my head and think of something else other than creating videos or brainstorming ideas because that is. I love that side of the whole content creation, but sometimes I just really need to take a break, get refreshed and come back to and be like, what's most important right now? Like, what do I have as far as time in a day and prioritizing what is, what needs to be done first? And then thinking about what's the most meaningful content that I can make. And I think sometimes I get stuck in making things that really aren't going to either tell a story, connect more with my audience or add value. And then I'll just forget about those ideas. Say, okay, let's move on. Let's look at the trends again. Let's refresh. So I think letting go of some things where I was like, I was going to do that, but I don't really know the point of why I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Yeah. So if that makes sense. (laughs) It totally does. Because I feel like sometimes we are so consumed with like what other people in our space are doing. Sometimes it's like, wait, I don't even really want to do that. Like I'm just doing it because I'm seeing everybody else doing it, but that doesn't even make sense for me. And I think you have to like, just check in again, like with your personal goals of your content and like why you have your accounts or your page or like what you really want to share with people, even though it's hard sometimes when we all see what everybody else is up to. No, I completely agree. So how often are you guys reevaluating like your content or your content goals or like what you are doing on all the platforms? Because I feel like you guys are so different because you are so business-minded with like all of the decisions you make. Hmm. I feel like that's happening day-to-day very in a small scale, but at the top of the month, we really, we really review our YouTube calendar, the TikTok. We're reviewing everything to see what upcoming projects do we have? What do we need to plan ahead for? As far as like, do we need to get items? Do we need to book a hotel for something we're doing? Like we really think in that sense of like planning how we can create the videos. But because I have this whole brainstorming list that I use on a Trello board and it's all my TikTok ideas. It's any Instagram ideas that I have, YouTube ideas before they go into actually filming. So it's all these, I would say like an idea board that I put in different categories, whether it's family, 
I have ones with Jaden. I have ones for just me and Poppy. I have ones for lifestyle, like home. Has It's just, I have them in all different categories. That way, if I'm out somewhere and I have, I'm like, oh, wait, I can do this idea that I was thinking of, or I can shoot this photo that I wanted to do. So it helps me not have to be creative all the time. I can just like go back to my board and um, reevaluate. And so during those, we call them like top of the month meetings, we all just clear out different ideas. I'm like, eh, we're not going to do this. Or maybe it was related to a certain event that already passed. Like now it's irrelevant. So that's when I'll try to like clean up my board and figure out what we're doing for that month. Well, you are making me want to be much more organized with my content. I'm like, (laughs) sometimes I have like an idea or I have things saved. And I think for me too, like in the last year, I didn't have it, but like I get re-inspired or motivated again around like trips or like events happening. And like, that's where I like plan my feed and what I want to do and locations. And I went to Paris like a month ago and I'm still posting pictures because I took so many when I was there. So it was like those things for me is like the only time I really plan. No, definitely. And I feel like I need to... It's really, that's why I was saying, like, I have to be on, I have to be on TikTok for like 20 minutes a day, but sometimes I'll stay on longer and just be a planning session where it's like, okay, I have two days that I can film videos. So I need to figure out what the trends are right now. So that way in these next two days, if I post something, it's not old. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with TikTok, I'm a lot more really on it as far as really immersed in my ideas and putting them all in categories. With Instagram, YouTube, I am too, but it's not so time sensitive. So I don't feel as pressed to like, if I find something I really want to act, I want to act on it pretty quickly. And then I feel like, which we haven't even talked about, which is like, you recently had a baby, Poppy. She's so cute. (laughs) Because you've got a 14 year old and you got a newborn baby. How do you even manage a life with being a mom, two kids, a husband, a business, like what is the schedule like around being a parent and creating content? Cause I know it's really hard when you're trying to do everything from home. I know. I mean, this last few weeks, she's seven weeks now as we're filming this podcast, but it's been, it's been tough, a, a lot more tough than I would, than I thought it was going to be because during the day I'm pumping or I'm breastfeeding and we're trying to get her down for her nap. So a lot of my day right now is, I mean, I want to be there for her. I want to make sure she's my number one priority, especially because Jaden's at school during the day. So not that I'm having Jaden help out with her a ton at night because she has homework. She has a really busy schedule, but I'm trying to be really focused on Poppy while Jaden is not, I'm not pulled in two different directions, but we're trying to do a lot of what we do on the day-to-day at night after she goes to bed. And so I feel like we've been going to bed so late, even though Poppy's in bed by 11 right now. And we're staying up till 1am, 2am. And then I feed her again at 3.30. So it's like, I've been getting such little sleep, not because Poppy's up all night, but because that's my most, I'm most creative at night. And also that's a time when I can sit down and be on my computer and just be really getting into it. And Obviously, it will change because as she gets a little bit bigger and she's sleeping earlier during the night. But yeah, right now it's a huge adjustment. We are literally on so little sleep. I have two big coffees a day and I'm trying to drink as much water to counteract because I'm breastfeeding. But I just have to have caffeine right now to keep going. But that's obviously not a sustainable lifestyle. So my mom. Yeah, (laughs) you have a lot going on. You have just a lot right now. It is a lot. My mom's been coming over two days a week so I can do all my shooting during the mornings. And then she watches her. So that way we've had to really fit in if I'm doing any TikToks, I'm filming it for a campaign or if we're filming for YouTube, I really need to have 
that organization is super important because when she's here, I need to be on what I'm doing. I have a tab on my outfit scenes before. We also have a team member, Brianne, who's really helpful. She comes over every day and it's just, I have to have help because there's no way that I can do this if I would just be posting mediocre things, probably not that often at all, because I would just be trying to get through my campaign list. And first and foremost is what I focus on. And then we go down from there. Oh my gosh. Well, last question is because you mentioned Trello and you've got so much going on. Are there any other apps or tools that you use to like plan your content or your schedule or your life that people should download? Hmm, Let me look really quick because I use to do a lot, which is it's, it's the same as a list. It was wonderless before and they changed it to to do but I mark so I have all these different I have all these different categories on here so for example I have a business um, strategist that I meet with once a week and so I have her name on here and any ideas or any questions that I have during the week that I want to ask her that I'm going to forget about I mark down on the list under her name so when it comes down to the call I just pull up that list from the week and I have all my questions there and I'm not I'm not searching my brain right before the call, being like, what was I going to talk to her about? I remember I had something when I was driving the other day and I can't remember. Same thing with, um, I have a list for campaigns that I, if I, any questions pop up, I'll put on this list. And then next time I have a call with my manager, we'll go through the different questions, but I have one for Poppy's pediatrician. So (laughs) anytime something comes to my mind, that's not urgent, I'll just put on there. So I feel like having, having, my brain not constantly searching for ideas. It's almost like I'm getting out these questions or these things that I'm going to be thinking about late at night, putting them on something where it captures the idea. And, and then I stop thinking about it. Like I already wrote it down. It's fine. That's how I am though. So I'll spin my brain thinking about different things. So I like to have these categories and that's the app is called to do it's Microsoft to do, but I mean, you can do it on any list. And I feel like that really helps me go to sleep at night. Cause I feel like I'm not forgetting anything. That's good. It's like a brain dump of like anything that you're thinking of, like get it written down. And then sometimes I'll go back and look at my list. I'm like, what does this word even mean? Like, I don't know. I was like, what was I thinking about? And then it'll like come to me later. I'll have like somebody's name or something I want to do. Well, I feel like this was so helpful. I'm so happy for you and like your growing family and all of your accounts. And I like love seeing all of your content. So where can everybody follow you? Oh, thank you so much. Well, you can follow me on I guess, do we say follow me on YouTube? <laughs> yes, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, we have new videos every Thursday. It's at Brittany and Xavier. And Instagram is at Brittany and Xavier. And my TikTok is Brittany.Xavier. I started with the dot between and I never <laughs> changed it over. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.